Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free whilst lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, we have spent a lot of time this year, more so than ever before, talking about uh, financial planning concepts. We've talked a little bit about Roths. I've brought back some old content as well as new content. We've talked about in the last couple episodes, in episode 16, the front door and back door Roth. In episode 17, the super back door Roth. And if that isn't enough for you, we're going to talk a little bit today about Roth conversions and what is, in my opinion, the best time to do Roth conversions. So as, as we look at most physicians and most, most people out there, frankly, it's not just doctors, but I do see this a lot with doctors, is you have this issue where you have all of this money saved pre-tax. You put money in your 401k. Most people are 403b. It is pre-tax money. You get a tax deduction today. However, we know down the road, you're going to have to pay the tax man eventually. They're going to come and get you. So um, when, particularly when you hit 72 years old, they're going to force you, or now it's actually even a little older, depending upon what age you are. It might be 73 or 74. They're going to force you to start taking out that pre-tax money and now finally get taxed on it. And so I have seen many physicians where they end up having a portfolio of $3 million, $4 million, $5 million that now they're forced to take out $100,000, $200,000 a year and get taxed on it. And this, my friends, becomes a good case study of why Roth conversions are a good thing to do. So the question becomes, when should you do it? For example, is there an optimal time to do a Roth conversion? And I believe there's really three different factors that we're going to play out here. One, Uh, in terms of when you should do a Roth conversion, one being your income and the tax that you pay. Second factor that's important is how old you are. Third is where is the stock market at? So let's break this down step by step, piece by piece, income and taxes, all right? So some people make a very plausible argument that tax rates are incredibly low right now, and it's an incredible time to take advantage of historically low tax rates. So if you um, look at some charts on um, tax rates and where they have been historically from 1913 to now, um, they're... 1913 tax rates started for the first time 
ever. And then as we got into World War II and the 50s, 60s, and 70s, income tax rates spiked. So during the Great Depression, they went from like 25% to 63. In World War II, the top rate peaked at 94% on taxable income over 200 grand. That's two and a half million in today's dollars. Can you imagine that? 94% on taxable income if you made over two and a half million dollars in today's dollars. 50s, 60s, 70s, um, it remained high and but came down so the top rate was like 70 percent in the 80s moved from 70 percent to 50 percent in the 90s and 2000s we jumped down another 10 so it was like 40 percent and then finally most recently um, been as low as 35 percent and it's been playing around here lately kind of 37 to 40 percent and certainly you know if you look at our deficit and issues like that, there's a lot of reason to consider that maybe tax rates might be going up. Uh, we do know a few things are coming. Uh, the sunsetting of the tracks of the Trump tax cuts is coming. We have a rising tide of baby boomers utilizing Social Security and Medicare that is not fully funded. Social Security at this point is projected to run out of um, 100% funding by 2030, as we talked about in prior episodes. Medicare is even worse. So there's a lot of reason to think and for folks to prognosticate that higher tax rates are coming to us. So you might want to think about doing a Roth conversion now based on relatively low tax rates. I would point out um, that um, tax rates do vary, of course, depending upon the amount that you're earning. So for example, in 2021, after your itemized deduction or your standard deduction, from about zero to 20,000 bucks, if you are married, you're paying in the 10% bracket. And then from there, $20,000 to $80,000 is in the 12% bracket. Again, this is after your standard or itemized deductions from 81,272. Now at that bracket, you're paying 22%, which it doesn't matter, you know, if you're making 100 grand, the first few tax tables are what matter, all right? Um, 172,000 to 330, 24, 330 to 418, 32, 418 to 628, 35, and then over 628,000 is at the 37% bracket. So, um, while it's true that the highest tax brackets may rise, of course, there are plenty of other brackets besides the highest. Uh, I believe that most higher earners that are earning more than $330,000 a year, which I put myself in that camp, um, that we aren't likely to keep earning that amount of money in retirement. So when you're retired, you know, your income bracket might be a hundred thousand bucks because all of our earnings is is today um, i have seen cases with clients where they have so much in the way of real estate and uh, income coming in that can be residual <laughs> not passive but residual income that some people end up earning more in retirement than they were than they were working so um 
there are those cases where maybe you're just making more and more money as time goes on. That isn't most people. Most people don't have outside businesses. Now, some people may say, as we look at those lower brackets, remember the zero to $20,000 was 10%, the 20 to $80,000 is 12%. Do we think that the 10% or 12% bracket could increase to 32% or 35% or 40%? You know, probably not. I don't think so. Is it likely or even probable? No. Is it possible? Yes, but I would say extremely likely. Unlikely, I'm sorry. Extremely unlikely. Not likely to happen. I believe, you know, with um, the Congress and, and everything it is that the way things are, that the lowest income brackets are likely to stay low. So that's why when I look at income, if your pre-tax income is $100,000 or less, this is an ideal time to do a conversion. So the timing of this might be in a few different situations. Maybe you end up taking some time off and maybe you're doing part-time locums. Maybe one or both spouses have been laid off. Maybe you're taking a whole year off from work. Maybe you're going back to school and getting more education. Maybe you retire and you're gonna have lower income re retirement. Um, this is why I believe Many physicians in particular, if you retire early, like between 55 and 64, or you're working part-time, this is an optimal age before you're starting Medicare. I would say it's cautiously possible in ages 65 to 70 during Medicare, but before you have started Social Security. I would say there are exceptions to um, these generalities. There are some cases where your retirement income might be equal or close to your working year's income. So for example, if your spouse is a firefighter or paramedic or public servant of some sort who was earning $100,000 a year while working, and now you're gonna get paid 70 or 80 or $90,000 in pension income, plus social security or plus IRA withdrawals or whatever, you're probably not a good fit for doing a conversion. If you, your spouse might be a corporate executive or manager who has vested stock awards and options that, that you can exercise in retirement, you're probably not a good fit um, to convert the IRA money. If you have deferred compensation which a lot of physicians do in a 401a program that will be paying you a pension-like income for over the first four, five, or six, or seven years of your retirement. You really have to be cautious of how much you are converting over. So certainly um, you can make a case based on the tax brackets and tax brackets moving up. Um, that's one good reason some folks might want to, uh, but do keep in mind those gap years and what is your income gonna look like and some of the really hard things in financial planning is we're making assumptions, we're making projections, we're, we're, we're thinking what's going to be happening in the future. I look at someone like Physician on Fire, past podcast guest and associated with the White Coat Investor. You know, he did, did the, um, the fire of 
retiring early and uh, socking away. Now, he's still working in that he has a blog, uh, but he's not making anywhere near as much money as he was when he was a practicing physician. I would imagine that um, if his income was below $200,000, whereas before in practice his income was above 400000 bucks, he would be a fantastic case for being financially independent, retiring early with those gap years, even though he's making maybe good, good uh, dough doing his blog post today, um, that he could still convert some money to Roth with all the pre-tax that he got. Now, um, outside of those factors that we've talked about, income and tax and age, the other thing that I would point out in addition to all that is for an opportune time in the market. I wrote a blog post called, Should You Wait for a Dip? And I'm gonna link to that in the show notes. And some of the lessons that I learned, to make it short, um, if you are wanting to do a Roth conversion, for the most part, the best time to do it uh, for for, uh, at least part of a conversion might be the start of the year. I would say if we're in a market like we're in right now, I'm recording this in early June, the market like S&P is like negative 12%, I would argue this is a great time to do a Roth conversion. Um, Maybe not the most amazing time, but this happens maybe 60% of the time, six out of every 10 years. So um, if you're planning on doing a conversion, gosh, what a great time to do some now. Should we get that bear market that I've referenced in the past podcast? And now for a commercial break. Have you ever seen that ING commercial that has a bunch of people walking around with random numbers hanging over their head? Like one has 700,581,000 floating over their head. Another has 2,348,000 over there. And then another person is carrying this number, big old number, $1,438,921. And this can be so confusing. What is the difference between one or the other? How can they be so different? And it begs this question, what is my number? What does it take for me to retire? Well, if you've been wondering that, my friends, I put together this little ebook that's about 20 pages long, so quick, easy to read, called What's My Number? And it walks you through enough scenarios to try and help you answer that question and give you some feedback and thoughts in terms of do we have enough money? You don't want to be that physician that has to go back to work after being retired. So if you want to grab this report, we would love to make it available to you. Please give us a call at 612-284-2409, and we'd be happy to email that What's My Number report to you. Again, give us a call, 612-284-2409, and we can send the What's My Number report to you. And now, back to the show. Meaning meaning a negative 20% or greater reduction in the S&P 500. This is, of course, even better 
And on a calendar year basis, that's about 25% of the time that that can happen, maybe once out of every four years from high to low in a calendar year. And if that happens, gosh, that is an even better time. Now, should we even get a deeper bear market, like negative 30% or greater? This is very rare. Your portfolio is mauled to shreds and you were thinking about doing a conversion, the time is now when things are down negative 30% or greater. Um, and this is very, very rare, like maybe once out of every 15 years, you know, that this happens. Uh, once out of every 10 years, maybe, but once out of 15, you know, is, is um, more the historical average. Now, why do I make these suggestions? Let's do the math on this real quick. Let's say you had a pre-tax IRA that was worth $100,000 or pre-tax 401k worth $100,000. Your $100,000 just turned negative 30% and it's down to 70 grand. What happens if you converted all 70,000 to the Roth? Well, first of all, you're going to be converting a much smaller amount of money than it was previously right? You're only converting money on $70,000 rather than $100,000. If you're in a 25% bracket, that's like saving $7,500 on taxes and never having to pay that ever again. On top of that, just imagine what could potentially happen with the portfolio growth. Let's say after a couple years of market rebounding, that $70,000 turns back into $100,000. Let's say you don't need that money in anytime soon. You let it grow and grow over the next 10 to 20,000 uh, next 10 to 20 years before you need it. Let's say that that you get a 6% relatively conservative rate of return compounding over that time period. Fast forward 10 years and that $70,000 that turned into $100,000 is now worth $179,084.77. Since you converted it to the Roth, that money is all tax-free. What if you don't need it over 20 years rather than 10? Fast forward 20 years, that $70,000 turned into $100,000, turned into $321,000. So if we isolate that $30,000 difference, compound it over 20 years, that money alone is worth $96,214.06. That's huge, huge, huge difference. Just that $30,000 investment compounded so large. So this is why I say that converting when the markets are down and down big is a fantastic time to do it. You know, so if we look at an example, maybe you were kind of like, yeah, maybe I should do a conversion, maybe I shouldn't. Because again, the problem being, you have so much money, like $3 million, $4 million in a traditional IRA, because I'm assuming that you're 45 years older or older, maybe you're 55 or something like that. You have all of this money that's pre-tax, and maybe you've been doing the backdoor Roth the last few years, and you have like $30,000 that's in Roth. So you have this huge difference between pre-tax and Roth. Well, now the market's down. You move 
30, 40, 50 thousand dollars of that over. So, you know, when you're in that situation and this is you, you have a million dollars or two million bucks in pre tax, 401k IRA, you have 30,000, 40,000 dollars in, in Roth, or maybe a hundred thousand dollars in Roth. You have this huge imbalance. You know, if the, if the market's flat, you've been thinking about doing it, maybe you just do like a $10,000 conversion at the start of the year because you're wanting to correct that imbalance um, because you don't want to be paying potentially much higher taxes in the future. You get a 10% correction. Well, maybe you do another 10000 bucks. You get a 20% bear market. You know, maybe now you double that and you do an additional $20,000. You get now a full bear market, negative 30% or greater. You know, I would suggest, you know, do a, do up to another 60 grand so that maybe you've converted 10% of your portfolio to Roth in a year. Now, there's a lot of strategies on how you pay for that. Of course, you could pay for the taxes on the conversion out of the monies that you converted. Even better, if you have non-qualified monies, I say pay for that when tax time rolls around. Maybe you're going to get a bonus or maybe you're just socking away money in a non-qualified account. What a fantastic way to use non-qualified monies to make sure that all of your Roth money stays Roth. If you can't, then you know do the conversion at the time and, and uh, pay it. Now, remember how... I mentioned earlier that an early retirement was ideal, meaning like you're 55 to 64 years old. You haven't started Medicare yet. Let me uh, tell you more why, and we're gonna, going to link um, one of our blog posts that um, talks about um, Medicare, if we can find it. Um, there is um, Medicare and something called IRMA, I-R-M-A-A is an acronym that can impact some couples in the go-go years and beyond. Well, what is IRMA? So again, you start Medicare when you're 65 years old. So this is particularly for any physician that's listening or anyone that's listening that's 65 years old or older. IRMA, income-related monthly adjustment amount. The emphasis is on income because there is a monthly tiered surcharge, like a tax, that's tacked on to people's Medicare Part B and D premiums. Now, note this only happens if you have income over 87 grand if you're single, at least as of 2021, or um, $174,000 if you're married. So what does this mean? So let's look at an example, George and Martha. They are a high earning married couple. They're both Part B and Part D recipients from Medicare. They're both over 65. IRMA, that income-related monthly adjustment amount, those surcharges affect income from two years prior. And this couple was on track for $271,000 of modified adjust grossed income in 2018. But on December 1st, maybe George decided to um, do a Roth conversion, and he did $10,000 in that year. And um, in that year, he ends up getting um, an additional premium because normally your premium <clears throat> might be, let's say, um, um, like 
a hundred bucks a month instead of owing like 150 bucks a month, let's say instead of owing $300 a month, now they're going to owe an extra 80 bucks a month. So rather than being 300 bucks, now it's going to be 380. So they're going to pay an additional $80 a month in in a quote unquote, you know, fee, an adjustment, which to me that's a tax. So times two, let's call it um, $80 times two, $160 a month, you know, multiply that over over uh, 12 months, you know, you're talking over 2,000 bucks that you're going to be paying in additional Medicare premiums when you're over 65. So if you are, are retired, you're over 65, you're taking Medicare, and you're married, you want to keep your adjusted gross income below $174,000. If your income, let's say, was your AGI was hundred grand, well, that gives you $74,000 worth of Roth conversions you can do without getting that additional Medicare surcharge. You know, really, it's a tax, and that would boost the premium that you have to pay on Medicare. So be very wary when you're over 65 on doing Roth conversions. Uh, your AGI has to be under a certain amount, about $90,000 if you're single, about $175,000 or less AGI, adjusted gross income, after you are married. So in conclusion, my friends, um, converting pre-tax 401k IRA dollars to Roth IRAs, as we've seen, can be super powerful. And you know what? If you have already gotten to the point, you're saving, you've saved a million, two million, three million, four million dollars in assets. You know what? I say you've won. You have won if that describes you. Because you have done a wonderful job of saving. You've done the hardest part of this whole thing. And uh, you might want to consider converting some of this to Roth. When I've ran financial plans, this helps. It doesn't make or break someone's retirement um, if the assumptions are tax rates stay similar. Obviously, if tax rates increase, our assumptions change, you know, doing Roth will have made way more sense. I've played around with a lot of calculators. I've done this multiple times. I've usually seen, you know, in some cases, um, if someone was running out of money, that doing this strategy, if they do it early enough, extends the money for another two or three or four years. So it can really help, but it's not gonna like guarantee if you're spending a lot of money that your assets are gonna last forever. And so um, I hope that this podcast today, maybe it inspired you uh, to save more. Maybe it's inspired you to do more Roth IRAs. Maybe it's inspired you to really think about, could a Roth conversion make sense for me? Uh, maybe you're going to examine your situation further. Maybe you're going to talk with your financial advisor. If you have questions for me, if you want to take a look at doing a Roth conversion and whether or not it may make sense for you, we would love to, to hear from you and talk more about um, your situation and, and when and the timing of Roth conversions, feel free to call our office at 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409.
for the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. This is Dave Denniston. And remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now, I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant, and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30 minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded from registration. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.